From the magic of Microsoft Teams, it's Hearts of Fire, the BBG podcast for the team at BioRidge Global, where we're working every day to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. I'm this week's special guest host, David King, with the East Texas Twang, and our guest is Jose Garcia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, sir. Happy to yeah. be here. As, as I explained, we're we're sort of reaching out to people who've been with the organization, you know, a, a few years, and, and we won't we won't ha- we won't make you say exactly how long it is. Yeah, it's I've been here, I've been here quite some time. As a matter of fact, I was looking at my date here. So on the twenty seventh of July, it'll be thirty years. Boy, how time flies! <laughs> no kidding, how time flies! Wow. So. So take us back. Take us back those the, the 30 years. And and how did you wind up here? You know, I was looking for a gig going through school, you know, doing part time school, part time jobs. Right. I said, I, I need a little something a little more, uh, you know, in my field, which was the medical field at the time. You know, I was I was working to be in. I wanted to be a nurse. That's what I wanted to be back back in the day. Uh, and when I was in the military, I was an EMT. So, I mean, working at the blood center, I was a pretty good phlebotomist, believe it or not. Um, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. But they said, well, maybe you could work in the lab. And I said, all right, I'll give that a shot. So I started working in the lab, thought I'd be here maybe a year, six months. Boy, was I wrong, <laughs> you know. So, yep, there you go. That's how it started. Working in the component lab. In the component lab. And, and since then, how many different jobs have you done? Have you lost count? Yeah, I have. I mean, uh, from there, I, I, it's, I've done just about everything you could do in a blood center. I've worked in the component lab. I was a donor recruiter for a certain point in time, right? Um, then I started up the accessioning lab, uh, you know, when it first started, we did. We never had an assessing laboratory. And then I was one of the first people to manage that. Uh, I went back to run the component lab and the assessing lab, and eventually product management. So I ran hospital services, uh, the component lab, the assessing laboratory, uh, and then I got into hospital development, right, uh, and bringing on business uh, for that aspect and helping with some of the marketing for the organization. Um, that kind of spun me off onto uh, doing business development for testing, right? Um, and uh, started working on the tissue end as well. I mean, good Lord, it just goes on and on, right? But the good thing about that is that it tells you how dynamic of an organization this is and the opportunities that exist here, right? Um, so if you're willing to put in the time and the effort to learn, um, you know, the growth potential is there. Oh, it sounds like that's that's the absolute truth. I mean, it, you know, the way you've worked your way through all of this up to up to your current position. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So and it's, uh, you know, now in this role, uh, being able to work and ensure that, you know, the dollars continue to flow to support our, our life saving mission. Uh, very, very important. Right. Um, you know, although we are a nonprofit, that is a tax designation. Right. So we do have to make money. Uh, to pay salaries and flush toilets and turn on the lights, right? That's a lot of things that people don't understand. Uh, but, you know, that that goes hand in hand with what we do. So um, we provide that good service uh, for folks 
that are in the medical uh, field, right? Um, with with healthcare, and now more recently, we've gotten into regenerative medicine with advanced therapies, right? So that's yet another chapter that I'm I'm looking to uh, you know embrace here because I got words coming out of my mouth, David, that I didn't even know existed six months ago. So, <laughs> you know, so that's that that's the cool part about this thing right so continuing to learn the ability to continue to learn and and that's what's really driven me um opportunities to leave yeah i've had them but you know there's always something that keeps me here and i've really enjoyed it yeah it uh, you know i think a lot of people get in here and 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 whatever they're doing and in your case in everything that you're doing yeah. you sort of you find the mission you sort of figure out what what we're doing we're saving lives here and You've just applied that in so many different ways, it sounds like to me. Yeah, and that's always been at the core of, of really what I, I started doing this for. Um, and it's just um, wild to think back on it, on how it evolved, right, on its own. Um, so that's always been very, very important, uh, you know, and uh, I'm glad to continue uh, to do it every single day. Take us back. Take us back 30 years, and, and how many people were working here then? I mean, you know, and, and what was the sort of the setup like 30 years ago? Probably no more than a hundred and change, if that. Right? Uh, everybody knew everybody. Every. I mean, you could walk down the hall and you knew who everybody was. I walked into the office last week, and I ran into no few than maybe. 15 people and I had no idea who they were, right? I mean, I was like, who are these people? And that's just in the main building. I mean, in, in the donor pavilion, I could definitely tell you, I would hardly know anybody up there, you know, with the exception of, of maybe a handful of people. But that's amazing that now we've gone to 700 plus, um, you know, from 100 and, 100 and change, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing the growth that we've seen. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, we were, we've been looking back and doing historical research and, and that, that, it, that growth really started almost from the beginning. It seems like, you know, the, the idea of a blood bank was very popular. It was popular with the hospitals because they were tired of having blood banks, apparently. Correct. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and we have found, we, we believe that, that Joe Garcia was yeah. our first employee. You knew Joe, right? I did. I worked for him. Mm -hmm. I knew him well. I actually knew him very, very well. He actually hired me uh, with my first job. He was he was my boss at, at that point in time, you know, so uh, Joe wore, good guy. He wore a lot of hats, didn't he, through the years? He did. And, you know, you at, at that stage of our business where we were as a blood center, as an organization, Everybody had to wear a lot of hats. Uh, you had no choice. You absolutely had no choice. Uh, you had to come in in the morning. You were facing either a quality challenge or maybe it was a production challenge or it was a marketing challenge. I mean, you, you didn't know what you were going to do. That's what made it so interesting and fun to work here. It was there was always something different. Right. Um, but, yeah, he was he was one of the first ones. Uh, Joe Garcia. Good guy. Very good. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've asked some other people who've been here a while, and they said the the main issue with Joe is that they ran out of ways to honor his tenure because he'd been here longer than anybody else. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He 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 was he was the original guy. He was one of the original guys. Started back when we had a building on San Pedro, believe it or not, um, and uh, that was even before the McCullough Building, uh, which is now uh, DBT Labs, right? So I mean, it's uh, a long, long time ago. The fact that I even know that is kind of freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you actually yeah. lived it. I've had to research it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's too wild. So- the other the other person I want to ask about uh, from our history is Dr. Kalman. Oh yeah, and, and you know of course Dr. Kalman was here for thirty years, and you know it was just the the growth was just phenomenal in the time he was in charge. What what was he like? He was very 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 interesting. So you know South South African, so uh, you you had to get used to his accent first of all, right? But once you got through that and you got to know him as 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 a person, the one thing I I think the one quality that he had is he was willing to listen, and he was willing to listen to people that were smarter than him or knew more about uh, a, a certain subject. Uh, and with those things, I think he really set, um, you know those foundational components that we have today for growth uh, and where we are. And ever since then, we've had we've had a bevy of leaders come through. But if he wouldn't have had the, the wherewithal to listen to some of the folks like um, like our chairman emeritus, uh, Mike Krieger, right? Wow. Amazing guy. You know, with, without him listening to some folks like that, I don't think we would have been here been where we are today. I mean, Atlanta certainly would have never materialized. I'll tell you that much. We never would have spun off Qualtex. We never, I think, would have gone on this journey to bound BioBridge, right? Um, interesting stories. I have the real stories in terms of why that all happened, right? Uh, but, you know, uh, he had, he certainly had vision. He certainly had vision and was willing to execute on it. So it was, it was good working with, with Dr. Kelman. Yeah, we're... We're on the uh, we're on the hunt to find him and interview him as well. Yeah, you you definitely should. He's uh he's 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 good on camera. Let me tell you, he's really 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 good on camera. Yeah, it's funny. We go through the historical photos, and there are lots of pictures of Dr. Kalman in there, and oh, lots of them on camera. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he he got he got really good at that. He got really good at it. Yeah. No matter, Absolutely. no matter the situation, he, yep. you know, you see him. Yep. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, Jose. What do you, what do you do when you're not making things happen for the organization? Well, I spend a lot of time with my family. Uh, you know, uh, having having an adult son and two teenagers uh, takes up a lot of time, right? Um, getting all that done. Uh, also, I, I, I play guitar uh, on in my downtime. I've been playing since I was 13, right? I don't play as much now as I used to, right? But I mean, you know, I, I still have the opportunity to, you know, get them out and have some fun um, and really just kind of enjoy, uh, you know, being with friends and family. That's really what I find to be uh, one of the most important things, uh, not taking time for granted. And ensuring that you know you're with those uh, that mean the most to you. Yeah, really, that's that's important. I know as, as as hard as you work and as much as you're out and about, that it really is important to have that that focus, isn't it? It is. It is. And and having having that connection and being able to do the little things, right? Uh, you know, it's the little things that count for me, right? Uh, those little moments that you know you really don't think about. 
those are the ones that are important and those are the ones that I treasure. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to visit with us. It's, sure. It's always a pleasure to see you, even if it's just on the screen. <laughs> David, thank you. I appreciate it. Executive producers of the Hearts of Fire podcast are Adrian Mendoza and Jay Pajinski. Our producer is Heather Hughes. Our director is Angelica Sandoval, with technical assistance from Matt Flores. The Hearts of Fire logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. If you have an idea for the Hearts of Fire podcast, a suggestion, if you want to be on here with, with the East Texas Twang or whoever, please email us, heartsoffire at biobridgeglobal.org. Thanks for listening.